Welcome everybody to the Small Fleet and Owner Operator Summit. I'm Thomas Watson, Enterprise Trucking Carrier here at FreightWave. Super excited to bring on Mark Elcori, co-founder and CEO of trucking tech startup AI Fleet. Going to be talking a lot today, at least in this fireside chat, how uh, you know this one tech startup is actually revolutionizing the trucking industry. And so uh, we will begin with that. Mark, uh, absolute pleasure to get to connect with you again uh, as well. Thanks a lot for having me, Thomas. Great to be back. Diving in. Founder's story. It's a trucking tech startup. You've, uh, you know, you've recently completed some raises. Tell us a little bit about what, um, you know, what drove you to go into trucking uh, for the, the startup and a little bit about the origin stories. Yeah, that sounds good. So before trucking, I used to work in management consulting, and it just happened to be working with different trucking companies on either their profitability or on acquisitions of trucking company. And so that's really how I got my way in. What was interesting, though, is that as I started working with larger and larger fleets, what we saw was how the driver turnover problem was often mischaracterized as driver shortage problem. And when we started digging into that a little bit, what we saw is that, you know, small and large carriers have, of course, a lot of drivers to, to hire from. But it was really retaining those drivers that was a big problem. And a lot of the incentives that were being put into driver retention were really, at the end of the day, just a, a, a utilization problem. So as a consultant looking into, okay, why are all these drivers quitting? What we saw is, is actually fairly simple. Whenever uh, you know drivers are just not making enough money or not getting home on time, the drivers would quit. And of course, getting drivers home on time is pretty hard when you are your job is to try to utilize them as much as possible. What we actually saw, though, is that technology was really missing in trucking. A lot of the very tough decisions, like which load to put on which truck, that's an easy problem if you have a couple assets. When you have over 15 or 20 trucks, that's actually a very hard mathematical problem that we usually solve manually. And so, of course, amazing humans, but humans still are solving this problem without or with very little optimization technology. And so the idea behind AI Fleet when I met my co-founder was, how can we really automate the order acceptance and the planning process from, from, uh, from the human in a way and put it into technology, not only so that we automate more of the workflows of operations, but so that we can optimize the utilization of the driver. I saw you've interviewed uh, David Carell from MIT a couple of times who talks about how drivers drive anywhere from five to seven hours a day relative to their 11 hours, that is really the challenge that we are trying to solve. How do we maximize the driver utilization so that drivers get paid more? And once they get paid more, how do we get them home more often? And then once you get them home more often, how do you make sure they get the respect that they deserve? And once you have these three ingredients, which is really a mix between the human element and the technology element, that's really, that's really what AI Fleet is about, building the tech and the human element so that to maximize the driver utilization. I feel like a lot of things in freight tech, we're focusing so much on like a TMS. How do I run my business? How do I do everything other than the most important thing, which is, am I picking the correct loads? And am I making sure that this asset, which I pay on for every single day, can be calculated? Uh, you know, am I actually doing the best I can with it? Uh, you know, given the structure, this is one thing I'm, I'm curious about as well. Most trucking companies and probably most of the listeners of the summit and stuff usually stick with one or two or a small handful of customers and they are customer focused. 
what's the biggest difference between AI fleet? Because one thing I've noticed is we don't ever hear a lot of thought talking about, oh, I'm looking for contracted customers for AI fleet. And we, of course, we we are, as, as any carrier, we're looking for both. We're looking for flexibility and we're looking for stronger relationships. What is very critical for us, though, what always got us a little bit concerned about just doing a pure, uh, you know, c- grow one customer at a time, is that actually building out your network is also a very tough problem. Building out your network so that it's properly balanced from the head hall to the back hall, again, with the view of maximizing your driver's utilization and the asset utilization becomes a very tough problem because in trucking, we tend to think of a network based on lanes. The way technology gets to think about that same problem is not just through lanes, actually through schedule. You know, going here, we're, we're based out of Austin. If we want to send, if we had a contract that sent us from Austin to Kansas, that's great. We can get there maybe tomorrow or tomorrow afternoon. But are we going to have a load, not just from Kansas going back to Austin, but are we going to have a load that picks up right after the delivery of the previous load so that this asset is not idling? That is what we are focused on. I remember just thinking, looking at uh, one of the largest trucking companies in Europe. What we noticed is their assets actually sit a lot. And the problem with that was the majority of their freight delivered around 8 a.m. in the morning. And the majority of their freight picked up at 8 a.m. in the morning. What that means is that the majority of these trucks were empty around 10 a.m. And we're now waiting about 22 hours to get loaded the next day. And so when we think about the, the driver journey, we talk a lot about the driver is sitting. There's this, there's this uh, line that I've heard you use a lot, which is hurry up and wait. So we, we send this driver up and then they wait to get loaded and unloaded. There's actually the other problem that we don't talk a lot about in trucking, which is did you just arrive too early to your appointment time? Did you arrive too early to your pickup or your delivery? That is actually one of the largest sources of dwell. And that is what our technology is trying to solve. So to go back to your initial question, yes, of course, we want contract. We want this, this marriage that the contracts work with each other, not just from a lane perspective and deadhead perspective, but from an appointment time perspective, which is what we are trying to solve through our technology. I like the the approach of it's all about time. Uh, you know, one thing that is very novel, a lot of drivers and fleets focus on rate per mile. So the utilization topics always rate per mile or I did this much revenue per week. But one of the cool things that and I've talked to you a few times about revenue per truck per hour, this framing that my hours that, you know, I'm sitting in the seat are productive. Or some of the interesting things when you move from a rate, rate per mile, which may look really nice, even though I'm waiting, to a revenue per hour, are there any changes you noticed in how you viewed certain lanes or loads or even characteristics? Yeah, when the, the second we made the switch, of course, rate per mile is important. It's it's one element of your particular load's profitability. As an asset owner, however, you really care about not just how much this particular load is going to give you, but how is the journey of this driver for the next week? Let's say our, the majority of our drivers go home every week. So really, we have them on the road for about five days. During those five days, I want to maximize the profitability for the week, not for one load at a time. And moving from rate per mile to almost rate per hour allows us to do both. And so what ends up happening, one of the biggest differences is that some loads that could look very unattractive from a rate per mile perspective could actually look attractive from a rate per hour. That is one of the key things. Now, why are we looking at it this way? 
Well, because we have the assets. Assets are fixed costs. We pay for them, whether we utilize them or not. And so that fixed cost of the asset, it is critical for us to make sure that we are getting revenue, replenishing revenue so that we're able to pay our bills. Uh, and, you know, rate per mile is one element of that answer, but you got to add to it the rate per hour aspect so that you're able to see, okay, am I going to be able to pay my drivers, pay my fuel, but also very critically pay my fixed costs, my dispatchers, my, my actual truck. Those rely much more on rate per hour than rate per mile. And this leads into turnover. One of the biggest issues is not only, you know, trucking is very good at convincing people, well, I want to come in, I want to make some money. This is, uh, you know, this may be a tough job, but dealing with the lifestyle on the road as well. Um, you know, the hurry up and wait, the issues with truck stops, trying to pay for a shower and they forgot to bring your sandals and it's completely, you know, these kinds of experiences. What are some of the things, talking about the technology and the human side, is there anything on the within the business model that can help in the turnover fleet, the AI fleet is done, or notice that works really well based on the traditional thing, which is I'm just going to get you a newer truck, or maybe I'll just you know get you home once every three weeks instead of four, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, for us, one of the main thing is how do we make trucking sustainable for the drivers? There's a lot of talk about how tough truck driver jobs are. There's a lot of hashtags on Twitter, thank a trucker. We think we, as, as a fleet owner, Oh, our drivers a better lifestyle. And we do that in a few ways. The, the first one is that everybody has a guaranteed pay. They have a guaranteed pay because usually a driver's, driver's end salary or end pay depends usually on somebody else's job. You could have the best job and the, the best driver in the world. If they are working with an average dispatcher or an average planner, well, their pay is going to be average. We do not believe that the drivers should pay for how good their dispatcher is. We think the driver should have a guaranteed pay. And then on top of it, of course, we want to keep motivating the drivers to be able to maximize their clock, to drive up as much as possible of their 11-hour clock without being fatigued. That is why we also have an incentive pay. As part of making the, the driver's job, given how tough it is, more sustainable, we offer weekly home time for our drivers. Now, that's a very tough thing to do, which is to maximize utilization while making sure your drivers are home on time, this is where our technology comes into place. We are able to not only ride drivers home every single week, we're able to sometimes drive them, ride them home with a load as well, right? So that we are able to truly maximize the utilization of the asset. And then there are the perks that we offer our drivers while they are on the road, meaning parking is such a big deal. It's a, it's a big deal from not just from a driver safety, driver comfort, it is also a big deal from a driver's utilization as well. If you send a driver on a ride where the, you know, the, the, the nearest truck stop to, uh, to the receiver is 400 miles away, well, you really need to make sure that the, the, the driver you're assigning to that particular load actually has the hours of service to potentially make it all the way to delivery in one shot. So being able to take into account where the parking locations are while you are planning that particular driver is another key part, both on the driver comfort level and on the utilization level. And those are some of the perks that we, you know, the mix between technology and business model that we apply so that we get our drivers a better lifestyle, but also so that we're able to generate more revenue on our trucks. Well, it's fascinating, the little things. If the driver, I think the average was like drivers spend around at least an hour looking for truck parking each day, uh, according to various studies. If you spend time to just pay and book a truck stop or you think about it in advance and you're helping them through it, 
you know, a lot of large fleets I've noticed, they just leave you to your own devices. Well, you're going to pick this up or I'm going to show you where to stop. But I've noticed like some folks would just shut down at their fuel stop based on their fuel routing. It almost feels like there's this missed opportunity for most of the industry to think, you know, I'm paying a little bit now, but I can save more later. Absolutely. And we understand it, right? Meaning if you, a lot of drivers, when they first start working with us and maybe they don't understand quite well their benefits, they would say, well, I got to shut down. I know I have four hours left on my clock, but I don't want to be, you know, on the East Coast at 8 p.m. looking for a truck stop. So I got to, I'm here, I'm fueling, there's parking, so I'm just going to park here. And so definitely what we offer is that four hours that you waste on your clock, you do that every day, that's about 20 hours a week. You never get those driving hours back, right? The, the, the second, or at least the, the day you lose four hours on your 11, you're not, you're never going to get those four hours back for the, for the rest of the week. And so that is actually key though, right? Meaning that is time where your asset could be driving more miles, which means you could be generating more miles on the truck, which typically means more revenue on the truck. So yes, absolutely. We want the drivers to feel two things. We want them to feel motivated to drive as many miles as possible and generate for the company as much revenue as possible so that we get paid and they get paid. But we also owe them the feeling of being secure and safe on the road. And that you could do by pre-booking parking for your drivers. And that is something that we do. We always, we can help them see, is this next, uh, is this next truck stop going to have parking available? And if there's only a few parking spot left, we are always more than happy to book those in advance through a reserve parking, for example. Even if we pay for those out of pocket, uh, making sure the, uh, making sure the driver is safe, making sure the drivers feel safe is definitely worth and closing thoughts here, you've got this amazing algorithm that is able to optimize and be able to plan out the weeks. You know, what are some of the cool things you're working on as a startup uh, that you're able to talk about in the coming uh, coming weeks and months? We're really looking to automate as much as possible of our order to cash. So what we ended up building at AFP is we built out our own TMS that allows us to not only have access to hundreds of thousands of loads a week, as well as allow us to create the journey of a driver. We call it from home to home. Many of our drivers on Monday know what they're going to do for the entire week because we're able to pre-book their loads in advance because we learn how the driver actually drives over time. So what our algorithm does as well is that it, it, it learns driver behavior. Because if you and I were driving a truck, we would drive it differently. We would drive it at different speeds. We would take breaks at different times. We would take length of breaks that are different. And it's it's very... It's very wrong, we believe, to to plan a driver like there are a truck. Every driver drives a little bit differently. And so we allow our algorithm to tweak its recommendation based on actual driving behavior. So that's really on the optimization side. But then on the automation side, we think and we continue building the opportunity to truly automate order to cash from order acceptance, order entry, invoicing, uh, identifying if the load has been collected. We're also building out our own call it maintenance tool as well, so that we know which truck is in the shop, how long has it been in the shop, you know, how how is the bill, how should the maintenance bill change depending on how long uh, the truck has been in the shop. All of those are part of our view that we should be optimizing as much as possible for asset utilization and driver utilization. But the other, other part of our job is how do we automate as much as possible of our operations. Perfect. Mark, if folks want to learn more about AI Fleet, learn more about it, uh, join the team, invest, or check it out, what's the best way to get in contact with y'all? 
the best way is to check out our website, AIfleet.com. And then this is where you'll find the contact information to reach out to us. Thank you so much, Mark. That's going to be a wrap for this Fireside Chat. Definitely check them out when you can. AI Fleet, they're out of Austin. Got a lot more stuff coming up in the Small Fleet Owner Operator Summit. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.